0: When it comes to building an office or making a new remodel or whatever it might be, the thing that I want people to achieve and learn is how to make better choices and how to select that team around them and make it theirs.
1: The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the
0: amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dental Brief. I'm so glad to have uh, back on the program. He was in the old audio format. Now he's here to show his face on the video format. Uh, Mr. Steve Anderson, say hello.
0: Hey. Thank you for having me, Patrick.
1: Glad to have you here. Glad for today's share. You know, I I'm gonna. We'll talk a little bit about you and what you do here in a second, but I do want to say that I see more and more sketches and designs being posted on Facebook where one dentist is asking a group of dentists, Hey, what does everyone think about my new office layout or the office layout that I came up with? So I think timing of this is perfect. Steve, kind of tell us about what you do. I know you're dental, uh, dental construction, uh, Denco Dental Constructions, but tell me how you got to where you're at.
0: I uh, got tired of being in everything to everyone. Uh, It was interesting over the years uh it was getting to the point where it was just about the dollar and i realized that there's so much more that i had to give and so much more that i wanted to be able to allow dentists uh to be able to see the side of things that don't get talked about and it was interesting i was driving to work one day and and i decided it was going to definitely be dental and from there i stopped doing all the residential and I stopped doing other commercial projects and just focused on dental and it kind of took off from there.
1: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your business. So I know Denco Dental, obviously uh, I think other people are aware of it it too. Tell me what's a little bit different about your business than some of the other uh,
0: Um, it's design build. I, oh gosh, we I've done over a thousand design build dental offices. Um, I'm endorsed by the Arizona Dental Association. I've written two books, uh, Blueprints uh, for Success is my first one that I uh, teach when I go to the schools. And then my second book I put together is uh, Dental Ease. And in the process of doing that, um, realized that there's so much more to give and there's so much more information out there that doesn't get talked about with dentists. And, you know, people say, well, I'm a general contractor. And, it's interesting what you learn if you really are passionate about doing a particular item. For me, it's dental construction, but I learn all the other aspects of what works, what doesn't and, and understanding uh, successful trends and, and uh, not only in design, but also just how the office is configured and how to sell dentistry better and all those kind of things. It's, it's really pretty interesting.
1: It's fascinating. It really is. It's such a, a unique part of the business that a lot of people don't think about until it's time to think about it. Um, let me ask you, what are some of the challenges that new practice owners or, or people that are doing a build out or, uh, are changing locations? What are some of the challenges that they're having right now in the design and, and build out phase?
0: Well, the, uh, some of the biggest things Patrick is we're running into um them selecting the wrong team members you know it's the old thing of blind trust and where it's not earned trust and they all of a sudden they're handing over their wallet to people that shouldn't be doing it to, and and then uh also the dentists that are coming out of school they have all these questions and they just don't know where to start and that's really what was the context of the book uh, the first two books is learning how to, uh, do the whole process A to Z and then it's step-by-step. Step. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, but there's just lots of challenges that, uh, dentists, uh, inc- uh, incur. And one of the biggest ones lately has been costs, mm-hmm. you know, just, does it still make sense for a dentist to go out and put that much money into a dental office and, and go forward? sure you know especially when you consider how much they have uh, graduating from school
1: right yeah it makes a lot of sense you know when you bring up the cost um if you're looking at an existing practice or you're looking at doing a new build out i know that a lot of builders aren't going to say hey maybe you should get an existing practice but there's times that you sure certainly should look at an existing practice yeah. right yeah oh what absolutely some, I mean, yeah
0: there's There, there's been times when I actually had a doctor that wanted to do a 6,000 square foot office and I knew the doctor and he was in 1800 square feet and I went and had lunch with him. I said, cancel the appointment. And I says, you know, for $40,000, we can get that extra operatory you need. And you need to do this a little bit slower for your success or it's going to kill you.
1: Right. Right. So like, for instance, maybe roughing in an opera too. Um, about just going and building out six or eight or ten to begin with
0: well and, and you know the cost you know that's one thing that we're seeing is uh trying to use the square footage more um advantageous to them you know trying to get more operatories and more and uh a bigger return for their, their square footage and so certain things there's a a point of what do you cut out what do you not cut out what's important and and how much can you streamline it to maximize your dollar?
1: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, um, something that I, I don't really hear it mentioned a little bit, but there's an emotional attachment and emotional involvement that goes into building out a new practice that can certainly, uh, cause trouble for, uh, a dentist. Would you agree with that?
0: Yes. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the different personalities that you run into. I just, had that experience recently. Yes.
1: Yeah. So how do you avoid that? What are some tips that you could give to, Hey, let's make this about business and not get so emotionally involved. And I get it's a lot of debt. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of things going on there, but how do you make sure that you're making clear, intelligent decisions and not oh. making decisions based on your emotions?
0: The uh, great question. You know, I, I a number of years ago I created a form and it's called the compilation budget. It sounds pretty simple. But what's really interesting is it takes all the categories, you know, and it's not just like if you're doing a. uh, it's designed for whether it's a ground up or a remodel or what have you. And some areas might be zero and others will be applicable accordingly, such as land. Is there land involved? And it goes through all the different categories and the building and improvements and then has checklists for equipment and and also those other things that the dentist often forgets you know like a refrigerator and appliances and waiting room furniture and and your signage and i.t and all those things and at the bottom you create a, a number well uh in the book i one of the things i talk about is there's a point of accountability and um i did it with myself when i went to buy an office a few years back and I said, okay, I'm going to present this to not only the bank, but I'm going to present it to my spouse, my significant other. And that's what I encourage people to do is whoever that is, be, and then listen. And I made a commitment that if the answer was no, I wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, uh, and I, I was committed to follow through with that. Did, did this really make sense to spend a million and a quarter on this building and is it really a good investment for me? And, you know, this was 10, 10 years ago. And fortunately it's doubled in value,
1: right. but
0: you know, at the time it's a bit, it was a scary thing. Yeah. And so that's the biggest single thing is just being willing to be vulnerable, uh, to be accountable to somebody.
1: Sure. Yeah. Steve, let me, let me ask you this, um, and I, I want to encourage our audience to check out your website, but also go to dreamdentalpractice.net, check out a copy of the book. I mean, a small investment right now could, could literally save you a, not a, small fortune, a large fortune in the future. Um, Steve, tell us where on the planet do you work? So um, are you confined to Arizona? Are you working with practices uh, all over the place? Tell us about that.
0: I've consulted with people all around the United States, but the the most important for me is uh, I can only do what I can do. And so I I narrowed it down to Arizona, and um, that's where I live. And with that in mind, I realized I couldn't be everything to everyone. And that's, again, one of the reasons I wrote the book is to just help people navigate that process in a systematic process, systematic way.
1: Good. So let me let me ask this uh, question. So it's going to be kind of fun. There's a show I think it was on the HGTV. I'm not sure um, which channel it was on, but it was this guy and I think his name was Mike Holmes. And he was uh, he played the, this um, home inspector that would go into houses after people bought them after they'd had an inspection by someone else done. And then he would find all these problems and then fix them. He's like this, no nonsense, you know, no nonsense kind of guy, ton of integrity. You kind of remind him, you remind me a little bit of him. So that's why I'm going to ask you this question. (laughs) What is the, what is the number one problem that you see Would either dentists call you when they're working with somebody else and they say, Hey, I've got this problem. Can you help me? And that's probably not the best time to be calling you, but I'm, I know you get that call or you go into a practice right. after it's been out, and you see this common problem over and over and over again. What is that problem? What's the number one mistake that you see other builders and designers making?
0: I'll name a couple of them, but one is uh, letting a designer that isn't proven to the industry just mm-hmm. hand it over. And it, yep. uh, when I talk to doctors uh, I. I stress to them, there's a certain time for you to be engaged. And there's certain doctors that just want to be hands off and they don't want to be involved, but they need to be in order to get heard and really understand what's important. And that's at the beginning when you're in the design in the review and review and finishes, and then you can right. let it go if you trust them and, and they'll do a good job. And they've, and it's proven,
1: right. but
0: I, I, one of the, that's one of the pain points. I've seen things overdone and over-designed and, you know, And I've seen offices that are very pretentious and some of them fit the doctors exactly per plan and per design, but some are way over the top. And when they're way over the top, they're embarrassed and their production, uh, you know, they did this so their production could increase. And what I find out is uh, there's this little bar and it doesn't matter what your bar is. You know, if you're low design, high design, whatever it is, But if you build above it or you build below it, you miss that expectation and you're embarrassed and then you have a hard time producing. That's that's one of them. And then the other is uh, we run into issues with um, just poor design and and what happens is they turn it over to an architect that has no understanding of what's going on or sometimes they hand it off to even equipment company and they just trust that they know what they're doing, but they no one asks the extra questions. Okay. i give you an example. I, I had an office that was hired by an expert, uh, dental company, and I went in 10 years later and he's ready to expand. He's bringing on a uh, a person that's going to be a hundred pounds bigger than him. And I, I said, let's just walk your office. Cause he said, here's my plan, Steve, let's go to work. Sure. And I, I already have it permitted. I, you just have to go pay for the permit and we can go to work. And I said, just time out. Let's look at your office. And I said, you have some pain points here. And he says, well, what do you mean? And I says, aren't you a little frustrated with your operatories? And he said, well, yeah. And I said, your new plans are designed exactly the same way. And I said, you're, you're too tight between the operatory uh, in your, your head of the patient and the head wall. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have a sink at the head wall and you, and you have no room to work. And he's going, well, yeah. And I said, you've got a six foot hallway behind your operatories. Right. I said, we can, why don't we just take a foot, foot and a half out and we can even have the utilities underneath the, the headwall cabinet and we could. You said, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. But no, but nobody asked. And that's yeah. the biggest thing I see is there's a little pain points. So I, I had another client that said, um, we've been working seven drawings now on this re, this renovation, trying to come up with a floor plan for the new space. And they keep coming up with the same terrible design at the checkout. It was just really tight, and they nobody was asking the extra question about what is a good flow and what is a good design, and, and yeah. uh, or another one where they allow the doctor to be right by the checkout. And I said, no, you don't want to do that. You know, let them do your job. If you don't trust them, fire them, and get someone that knows what they're doing. And you should be in the back where you can concentrate on what you're doing and you have a few moments, you can do a little bit of business work, but you're not tied in with going up to the front and getting tied in with patients that are just leaving or coming in and, and sure. you're never having any free time.
1: Yep. It makes sense to me. I, I'll say, you know, to put this outside of a practice when, you know, especially if someone has only worked in one practice and now they're like getting ready to do a startup or, or build out. Um, if you've ever been in a house, where the light switches aren't where they should be. They're on the other side of the door. I've seen this happen, or the counters are too tall or too short, how it can just, you know, I'm tall, I'm six, four A counter an inch higher an inch short can destroy your back in no time at all. Right. Cause you're just not used to it or steps that don't have the proper rise. I mean, imagine in, in those little nuances in, in your working situation all day long. And, and not only that, it, if that, if it's not comfortable for the, for the doctor, it's probably not comfortable for the patient either. Right. And then the patient never
0: feels right i mean well go ahead. It, it, it reminds me of a, just a client uh they were at the point where they were getting ready to install uh cabinets yeah and she's uh she happened to say that this is the first time they saw what the cabinets are going to look like and i'm going what and she said they put in doors I didn't want, the ceilings aren't what I wanted, the, the things aren't located where I want. I'm getting cabinetry where I what I didn't pick and select and, and didn't participate in the colors. And and they're, and I said, how'd this happen? And what happens is there's certain architects that will just draw the plans and then they have these dummy finishes. Yeah. And, you know, because they're relying on a material finished person, a designer, someone to go through and verify those. Well, this architect uh, uh, did it, permitted it, and the contractor went to work and just started building it. And, oh, my gosh, it, it, just the anguish and the pain on that person. Uh, it, it was just so sad to see. So yeah. sad.
1: Yeah. Steve, I want to help our, our help our audience. You uh, want to help our audience avoid these issues. and to push the book. I've got a copy of it. This isn't some fly by night flimsy book. This is, I mean, this thing is a, is a, one of the heaviest books that I own uh, and I appreciate <laughs> you coming out there, Steve. Um, so I encourage our audience to check it out again, go to dreamdentalpractice.net in order to uh, get a link to a copy of the book. And then the website, uh dencodental.com. Check it out. Awesome portfolio. Great client reviews on there. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate the time.
0: Well I appreciate your time. Thank you so much.